Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. No need to shout. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon show. We're having a social distance as we record this. That's what it is. Um, so, Adam Hills, comedian, last leg host, rugby league fan, joined us. It's about his role in bringing the Disability Rugby League World Cup together. He was on good form, wasn't he? He was. And we spoke to the Mayor of Burnley. We did, yeah. Um, about uh, Jimmy Anderson getting a street named after him. I'd often wondered about the logistics of that, and it was all explode. Well, I say what, often, now and again. It, it doesn't eat me up at night. I, I still sleep. But it did. he did explain it all. So we also had some clips of the month from October, didn't we, Andy? Yes, yes, that gets resolved. And uh, we had a couple of chats. So. We did, yeah. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, that game didn't disappoint us. I really enjoyed it. It right was very exciting, right wasn't it? Go. Bamford missed that early chance and Leicester went up the other end and capitalised on a right cock-up. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, a bit of a... It was. A bit of a disaster, yeah. But it was... Um, I thought 4-1 kind of flattered oh, Leicester a bit. You it know, were, Leeds were in that game and uh, yeah, Hernandez hit the bar. Well, and Bamford's header. I yeah. mean, straight at the keeper, oh, wasn't it? Yes, that would absolutely. Have been set, that would have set them up. But Leicester were pretty devastating on the break. and they've Terrific. Again, Cengiz Under's been good business. They do good business. They're good player. They've got good scouts. They're doing all mm. of this with, with um, uh, missing Soyon Chu and Evans at the moment, which is very impressive. We're going to talk to Jeff Peters mm. later on, a, a Leicester fan. He makes no secret of it man in the East Midlands and we'll look at their title credentials because they were pretty well set when they pre-lockdown then it went a bit pear-shaped in lockdown yeah it's, it's a matter of can they sustain it over the whole season if they can I, I'd certainly see them as top six challenge top four challenges yeah. no question well they were fifth it. last year so yeah, I think so they'd hope to be top six no they would and, uh, they, and they, could, they could go higher yeah, no, yeah, yeah. especially in this mad season so there's no no telling where they could end up uh, I liked the bit last night where Alan Smith <coughs> and uh, Martin were commentating and Justin was nearly through and uh, Alan said important interception by Dallas there or he was in and Justin said Martin nothing from Alan you really <laughs> counted him gave him nothing <laughs> gave him nothing oh dear and Pablo Hernandez how is that for sulking when he got when he got the hook from Bielsa oh, I mean yeah. I know he was still angry about the fact that he hit the bar and it was wonderful but it's the only thing he'd done in 55 minutes to yeah. be fair and, uh, and I, you know but, oh, he ripped off the black armband that's never a great look no and uh, oh, he was really frustrated okay. I suppose he wouldn't have been too pleased when they went 4-1 down either Andre Mariner though what a good referee is yeah he? He had a gr- 
in one of those games where you don't really notice until the commentators have said, oh, he's having a good game, isn't he? And yeah. he did. Didn't yeah. double down, did he? Went to, didn't no. think it was a pen, went to the monitor because they told him to. He looked at it again. He said, yeah, that's a pen. How much better is that? Honestly, Riley last season. The, the idea that you wouldn't do that, it gives yeah. the ref so much more self-respect. It's not like he's being overruled by his mates in no. a sort of terrible way. He's the one that decides, yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't have a great view of that. Great, I'm deciding. That's how it should yeah. be. That's why they had it like that. Honestly, who thought that wasn't a good idea, no, really? I'm totally with you on that one. Um, it's sad to hear that uh, the old tiers um, three or six, etc., etc., will not be playing football with the non league clubs at the lower reaches of non league football. Although I was telling you, Andy, earlier, mm. one of the boys that uh, plays football with us on a Friday night, the sort of 50 year old grunters, uh, he was going <laughs> to lobby uh, the government this week on the basis that what we do on a Friday is elite football. Yeah. <laughs> but there's just no way, no, no way you should be sending a video of that because we'd be laughed out of court. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to be critical. It's a difficult <coughs> job for all governments around the world. Yeah. We've seen that. But I do think they've got this wrong with sport, with football and tennis and golf. We talked about it yesterday. I just I just think that's not where the problem areas are. You know, clubs are going <coughs> to, you know, when you play recreational sport, now everyone's really, really careful and there isn't this sort of meeting afterwards and all that. You know, you could just turn up and drive there in your kit go home in your kit, play the game. I, I think there's a ways of doing this. I'm not sure this sort of blanket approach is really helpful for people's mental health, for people's enjoyment, you know. Yeah, well, anyway, it's yeah. what they've decided and I suppose they feel that's the way to go. I've got the listeners, uh, I'm going to set them to work at Andy on something. Um, I just, I, I don't know, I was alerted to a, a Graham Budd auction. We speak to Graham now and again because he gets mm. some real quirky items of football memorabilia and we, we chat to him about his auctions. He's got one next week. And quite a lot of the stuff in it is, is sort of fair, I mean, relatively affordable. For example, they have got hold of, or they have a couple of lots, which are Roberto Mancini's Manchester City uh, FC Club Blazer. They're, I think they're Harvey Nichols. Not the Nich- scarf, which is quite No, iconic. this is the this is a Harvey Nichols Club Blazer, right? And, and so yeah. decent, and it's got the City badge on it, as mm. worn by uh, Roberto Mancini when he was at the club. Well, Peter Nichols, that would be more football. No, that's yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> what would you think that would go for? Um, match-worn, black blazer, worn by Mancini. Top-quality blazer. Oh, I would have said 500 quid. 150 to 200 pounds. You pay that for the blazer. Well, exactly. So you think of the enjoyment you could have uh, City fans just g- going along there, maybe haven't make, and getting that, and you're, you're a, bit, a bit of cock of the walk you'd be, wouldn't you, walking along in your man, <laughs> going to the game when you can go back again. There's everybody in their, in their nylon shirts that are too tight for them, and they're shooing, oh, yeah, I've got the club blazer. You might find yourself, you might be able to sneak into... Just have the letter of provenance with you. That's I keep showing people. No, it would it would smell if it would smell <laughs> faintly of expensive scent, wouldn't it? <laughs> faintly of Aramis if it's belong. They've also got um, they've got quite a lot of other stuff like this, like club blazers and weird and wonderful things. But have you ever worn match worn? Have you ever done something like that? Have you actually gone out and played in the shorts, the shirt, maybe the blazer? I don't think many people have bought blazers. But have you worn match worn? And in what circumstances? Did you get, maybe you got a Phil Tufnell's England shirt once. Did you really? Yeah, he he was staying with a friend of mine for a certain time in his yeah. life, a long, long time ago. And he left it there. And he left it there. And uh, One of his England one shirts. One of his English yeah. shirts, but it had his, they had the number on it. And my friend says to me, do you want Phil Tufnell's England shirt? I went, 
Yeah, all right. <laughs> I wore it in a match. It was tremendous. And you wore, and did he give you... How was your bowling good? Oh, yeah, my added left arm spin. I can't, I'm not even left-handed. Did it's you tremendous. become the king of one-liners in the, the sports pub quiz? <laughs> no. Did you really? <laughs> I didn't. No. OK, well, have you worn match-worn? Let us know this afternoon. And, uh, yeah, some interesting stuff in the old auction. Maybe we'll have a look through later on, see if we can tempt Andy. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J to get in touch. Uh, we've, uh, it's very exciting though, just before we go to the break, we've got holders of the new Selfish Morons All Comers record of the couple with 64 rolls of toilet paper in their trolley, I counted it. 64 rolls? That's two a day. <clears throat> I don't know if they have a lot I of spicy the food. I thought the supermarkets <laughs> were stopping you doing that. No idea. Maureen and Ken dysentery. <laughs> it should be a good way of getting in the paper, just buying a lot of toilet paper and then putting it in your trolley, then yeah. you're bound to get your photograph. Well, if paper. you're a celebrity, if you're um, <laughs> Sam and Monty's Fulham had a good result last night, <laughs> yeah, they did. got their first points against West Brom, <laughs> just go and get yourself 150 bog rolls. That's a You'll good idea. You'll be all over the papers. I'm sure Summer will do that. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from talk sport we're going to talk a bit of rugby league yeah we've spoken to him about it before he not only loves rugby league as a fan mm. he plays uh, rugby league it's uh, adam hills uh, of course the uh, comedian and uh, host of the last leg good afternoon adam good afternoon how are you yeah we're good Thanks. thank you yeah I, 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 I'm perusing social media there you were yesterday um extolling the virtues of the first ever physical disability rugby league world cup which is going to take next uh, take place next year yeah and kicking off a year from yesterday actually so i mean there's all this is <laughs> there was a lovely moment two ago three years ago now at uh, warrington's home stadium the Halliwell jones stadium where i went up to promote them possibly having England's first ever physically disabled rugby league team. And I was interviewed afterwards and they said, so, you know, what do you think could come from this? And I went, look, if we set up a team, maybe a few others in the area set up a team, we can get a league going, maybe a club challenge in Australia, and then possibly one day a physical disability rugby league world cup. And they kind of all laughed at me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, if you want to do something enough, uh, you can make it happen. Yeah, it's great. Is it's England, New Zealand, Australia, Scotland and Wales that will be fielding teams? Yeah, so the sport's been going in Australia for about seven or eight years. Mm. Uh, and it was really the Warrington Wolves that jumped on board and, and the foundation in particular and said, well, let's get a, a disability rugby league team happening over here. So, yeah, now it's all come together. Five teams all in Warrington this time next year playing the first ever Physical Disability Rugby League World Cup. As someone who's, who's mm. covered a, a number of Paralympics, of course, where the last leg sort of came from back in 2012, what about sort of cat- categorising uh, physical disability? Has that proved an issue as you put this together? It is a very tricky issue. That is possibly the biggest issue that we're facing. All of the league's representatives around the world are trying to work it out because... You want it to be as inclusive a sport as possible. We've got people with cerebral palsy, missing arms, missing legs, acquired brain injuries, spinal injuries, and the like. But then, so you want everyone to have a go. But then, how do you make it fair? Because you don't want to go. You don't want a team of people with cerebral palsy all playing a team of people just missing hands. It, it, it doesn't quite work out. So, I mean, when you're playing, it makes it so much fun to play because if I've got the ball and I'm running at a guy who's coming to tackle me. It took us ages, but our coach just took us aside and said, you've got to work out what his disability is and you've got to use it against him. 
Well, if he doesn't have if well, he doesn't have an arm on the left hand side. That's cold. That's cold, Adam. <laughs> but that's how it should be, isn't it? Because it's proper competitive well, sport. In, in 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 rugby league, in any sport, you know, yeah. you're, you're gonna you're gonna home in on uh, what yes, you regard as a weakness of the opposition. Sounds hard, but it's right, I think. Absolutely, and you know they should do it to me. If if anyone's smart, they'll know which side, which foot I'm going to step off because I've only got one to use. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, what about the funding for this though? Because presumably to put on a World Cup, it's not cheap. No, exactly. And I mean, clearly, it's a lot easier for you know the the English, Scottish, and Welsh teams to get to Warrington than it is for the Australian and New Zealand teams. So, I mean. Uh, we'll be looking at, uh, you know, I'm going to try and help out the Aussie and the New Zealand teams as far as funding, as far as charity and fundraising and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be tricky. But I think also the joy of disability sport is that people want to get involved in it once they see it. So I think the more people that are exposed to it, the more funding we should be able to attract. When, when did you last play, of course, because of the, the virus? I suppose it's been a while now. You've got together as a team and played. Well, yeah, we, I mean, the whole season this year was cancelled. I think we played a kind of pre-season in-house game against each other on about the, I think it was maybe the 8th of March. Um, and then that's the last time we've all seen each other. So, and it, it, which is particularly tough when you're talking about disability sport because it's not just physical fitness. It's about mental health. You know, every Tuesday we all converge on Warrington. One guy comes from Devon. I take the train up from London. We trained for two hours in Warrington, and it's just, uh, personally, I found it better for my mental health, but I know all of us, we really rely on that kind of um, mateship that comes about from the team. So, you know, when you're looking at grassroots sports not being able to go ahead at the moment, I completely understand why, and especially when you consider some people with disabilities are in a high-risk category, but... Mm. It's not just physical, it's it's a mental battle that we're all kind of going through. Sure. And sort of TV coverage, I'd imagine that Channel 4 or somebody would be interested in covering this. Well, hopefully. I mean, I turned... So I, I made a documentary about the initial setup of, of PDRL called Take His Legs. So we're possibly considering a Take His Legs 2 to follow it all through and follow the documentary because the big question is, you know, I've done everything else. Is it possible that I could represent my country is the first question. And then the second question is, what actually is my country at the moment? Hmm. No, it's still I mean, Australia. <laughs> put it this way, one of, the, one of the guys associated with the English team said, well, it's a pretty easy choice, Adam. Do you want to, win, do you want to represent your country or do you want to win the World Cup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny enough, our, our rugby league correspondent, Mark Wilson, just got in touch. He said, I played PDRL for Leeds as a, he puts inverted commas, able-bodied player. It was an amazing experience. The lads and lasses are crackers. It's proper rugby league. They knock the heck out of each other. <laughs> There's a great video somewhere of me getting smashed in the game. He said, I'll dig it out. <laughs> so Brilliant. His experience of it was it, it was, you know, fiercely contested. And he says lads and lasses. I mean, will it be sort of all-male team in the World Cup or is it a mixed team? It is a mixed team. Mm -hmm. uh, so the women that play tend to... So on each team there are two red short players. Now they don't get tackled and they don't make tackles. And that could be because of a spinal injury. It could be because of a brain injury. Um, at the moment, the way the sport is played, the women are red shorts. Um, I think, although I've got a feeling one of the New Zealand women actually plays full contact. I might have to check that. Um, but yeah, it's open to men and women. It's, I mean, it's open to all disabilities. But 
You're right. There are some proper hard hits going on, and that's what I love about it. When people come along and watch it, they think, oh, we're just going to watch a bunch of disabled men and women run around and go easy on each other. And after the first five minutes, you can hear the crowd going, oh, my God. And just finally, it's it's a tough... To, we talked about the, the virus and the effect it's had on you guys playing with the PDRL team, but, I mean, at the top level, it's it's been a sport very badly affected by the virus. We had today, home KR have ended their season with an outbreak. Uh, we've had other games called off pretty regularly, haven't mm, we? It's, it's, been a, it's been very tough for rugby league. I mean, fair play to them for doing whatever they can. It's shown me, you know, regardless of what happens with the rest of the season, to see teams fielding virtually their under-18 squad because they, they've got so many players out with COVID or to back up and do two or three games in a short space of time or to to suddenly cancel a game and play against someone else, it really shows that they're pulling out all the stops and doing whatever they can to create a season. And if, if for whatever season, reason the season doesn't go ahead from here, my goodness, they've given it every shot. Absolutely. Adam, it's good to talk to you as always. We, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk again in the build-up to the World Cup and uh, give our best to uh, the guys on the last leg and we'll catch up with you soon. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're going to uh, turn to cricket now, well, kind of, uh, mm. because uh, James Anderson, the uh, England bowler, uh, has had a street named after him in Burnley. Yes. Quite right, too. I think that sounds like a good idea to me. Let's find out how... I mean, I'm quite interested in the mechanics, Andy, yeah. of how you get a street named after Is it a street? You. Is it an avenue? Well, uh, just, just the whole process of, of doing that. Um, we're very lucky to have the Mayor of Burnley, YG Khan, with us. Mr Khan, good afternoon. 
Hi, good afternoon to you as well. Yeah. So I just so what is the process? Does somebody uh, within Burnley nominate Jimmy for the honour, and then the sort of process starts? And how does it all happen? That, that's a good uh, good question. And actually, I I was the person that pushed a motion through. So I've gone for the nomination, and that nomination has to be seconded by somebody within the council, as in the councillor. Uh, so uh, last Thursday evening, we uh, pushed a motion through. I, I said a few words about why, the rationale behind why he should be having a, a street road named after him. Either a new one, I put in, or, or, an, ex- or an existing road we can uh, name after a, a wonderful ambassador for the town. And that process has been seconded. All the councillors had a vote on it, so people could object to it. But I'd like to tell you that it was unanimously supported by all the councillors. Brilliant. I mean, he's a great, you're right. He's a great ambassador for the town, great ambassador for the game. And anybody called the Burn. Express, their nickname. Yeah. Got to be, and he, he is. He um, should have had a train named after him. Really, have, really, yeah. So, well, well, he's already had the the freedom of the buller uh, in 2011 for his outstanding contribution to cricket. But we felt that because of this, you know, historic first ever fast bowler to uh, achieve 600 wickets. So yeah. as soon as I, I took the 600th wicket, something uh, idea came in my mind, and I thought, well, I, I've got to do something as the mayor of the town to recognise this fantastic person. So do you take a, an existing street and change the name, or how, how does it work here? So, so the, the motion uh, asks the specific department, which is a street scene, uh, to go away, and which is a department that looks after new roads and existing roads and how they are named. So that, in, that, goes, that department goes away and now comes back with some proposals, uh, which is the next part of the process. And hopefully my, my only concern is making sure that it's a street that's relevant to Jimmy Anderson's upbringing when he grew up and the way he went to school. It's not just a, a new road and a new estate. It has some relevance to him, so it has connection to him and his family. Uh, so that's that. That's why where we are at the moment. So it's the, all the uh, everything's in motion. The process has started, and uh, and I don't think it'll be long before we recognise a, a street or an old one or maybe a part of a road which is near the cricket club, Burn Cricket Club, or maybe uh, a street which is uh, near the school where he went. And the complication here is that if you've got a, if it's a main road and you, you rename the whole road, uh, people who live on that road, if there's many addresses, they'll be a bit, um, I'd say, a bit unhappy because they'll have to change their... Yes, yeah, of course, yeah, it's, it's the practicalities, and you yeah. might find you've got sort of Yorkshire yeah. cricket fans down there as well. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> we're not worried about them. <laughs> no, I'm going with Anderson Avenue. Oh, that's yeah, that's quite nice. Yeah. I quite like the idea. James Anderson Boulevard. I don't know. <laughs> I, I take it, Jimmy. Your hope he'll turn out to cut the ribbon. Do you? Well, yeah, I hope he, I hope he does because obviously um, it was nice to see him and I had a chance to speak to him when he was given the freedom of the borough in 2011 uh, and if he's going to have a street named after him, uh, I hope he, he he takes the time and, and come and visit and it, the town where he was brought, born and brought up and, and still uh, appreciate the amount of love and uh, respect he, he commands within his hometown and I think it's the right thing to do as a hometown and uh, for me... Um, it's a recognition of a, an outstanding cricketer, probably Burnley's most decorated spokesman. Yeah. Has he driven his sheep down the, the high road yet? I mean, because obviously if you're Freeman of the Borough, that's what that's the first thing you always think. I don't know if he's got any sheep, but that's the, that's the you're always allowed to do that, aren't you? It's one of the very the basic things you can do as a Freeman. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, privilege there. It's a great honour. And I think, you know, when I, when he came over for the freedom of, of the Borough in 2011, I was... Remember him as being a very humble man. He was, you know, he's spoken to the, the journalists and reporters. The journalists and reporters he spent time with when he was at the Burnley Express 
working, uh, you know, there. Uh, so I, I think it's a, I think it's a great uh, for ourselves as a town. It's a great moment uh, to have a street, hopefully in the near future. And I hope it does come over, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he will. And uh, I think he'll appreciate it as well because it's a, uh, his name's in history, and. Being from Burnley, uh, we are, you know, he's a role model for many young people on and off the cricket field. It's just the way he handles himself, and you know, a lot of young people, a lot of people in the town, have uh, been very excited about what he's achieved, and uh, hopefully, you know, he'll continue to grow. And I'm sure he he recognises his hometown as a strong uh, presence in his life. Fantastic. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you so much. Take care. There's Sir Wajid Khan there, the mayor of Burnley. They're going to have to name a wood after um, Chris Wood and a barn after Ashley Barnes <laughs> and a ditch after Sean Dyche, I suppose. Sean Ditch. Sean Ditch does really work, so they've got some work to do. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Happy birthday to our old mate, Wrighty. Ian Wright. Oh, uh, of course. And uh, I'll see because there was a, <clears throat> a nice tweet from Simon Day, friend of the show, comedian. Mm. He said, uh, happy birthday, my mate Wright, who has the maddest laugh in the world. He came to a gig and I could hear him cackling like a <laughs> madman, he says. Everyone stopped laughing and just looked at him instead. In the end, him laughing was funnier than me. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, happy birthday, yeah, Wright. Yeah, have, have a good great, one. Bloke. Good. Uh, now, don't talking of... Uh, Mad Gooners. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Skaggs, our former producer. Of course producer, I do, yeah. Of course I do. The yeah. most optimistic gooner in the entire universe. Yeah. Um, well, he likes a little wager, Skaggs. He's quite, he's quite clever with it. And he's hmm. been building up a position for quite a few weeks now on Trump. He's uh, he's got quite a lot. Each backing him a little bit more. You know, like Andy Smart does. You know, you'll back a horse. And oh back yeah, a horse yeah, again. yeah. So you get yeah. the increasingly. Uh, well, you start off with the better odds, and you keep backing and everything. And uh, but I said to him last night, I said, even if you lose, you can claim you've won, just like Donald will. Yeah, that's right. Wonder how that will play with the bookies. He goes in there. He can just announce it tomorrow night that he's won, and then not worry that's about particularly worry about the well, evidence really. of, of that or otherwise. Yeah, According to scientists, I haven't really looked into this, but. Bats. Well, you're not a scientist, no, are you? You could have been, but you never really bothered. <laughs> yeah. Well, stop you asking me about this research, but I don't really know. But I just saw this headline in the in the start Daily Star today. Oh, okay. So you turned to, oh, most of your science <laughs> stuff comes from the Daily Star. Have you ever tried New Scientist? <laughs> I'd start with New Scientist, yeah, and then I'd work, work my way down, and eventually I'd get to the Daily Star. Well, according to the Daily Star, and scientists have discovered that bats can see into the future. <laughs> See this? See, you're not going to get that in. You're not going to get that in. You scientist, are you? I wonder if they can tell you probably us. get that in mad scientist. I wonder if they can tell us when the virus is going to be over. Yeah, so they, well, they can't the see at all. So how does that work? Well, that's a good point. They can, they can see feel the, their way. They into can't the see. They can feel their way into the future. And, um, the strictly professional Katia Jones has been oh, talking yeah. about her partner Nicola Adams, the boxer. She says that Nicola lacks natural grace, but she loves her aggression. I think she'll be feeling after that comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well done. Well, you missed it. You know, the, some boxers have been great dancers, haven't they? I mean, you can see the footwork. Muhammad Ali's footwork was sensational, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. There's similarities, isn't there? The footwork of a boxer, uh, certain boxers maybe, and and dance. I would think it must. Although Evander mm. Holyfield would uh, 
<laughs> would not make you think that when you saw him on Dancing with the Stars. Although it was Andy who said that, if you're listening, Andy, not Paul, if you're popping in at any point. Now, um, the word well, you think of two people, well. You well. Think of, there are two people that use the word well a lot. Yeah. And uh, one of them is Sven Goran Eksson, he's well. Yeah. And the other is Lulu. It's her birthday today. Oh, happy birthday to well. Lulu. Yeah, Andy was the world's worst singer. Yeah, that was quite terrible and I wasn't ready for it. But I frightened somebody who was driving. Anyway. What was that the other one I frightened you with the other week? You'd have asked me oh, yeah, do your Brian oh, yeah, Blessed Brian impersonation. Blessed. Brian was, Blessed doing Lulu would be good. Brian Blessed and the Exorcist. It was really horrible. Uh, anyway, now it's yeah. time for this. Yes, it's time for the TalkSport Clips of the Month for October. We have another half dozen for you. You'll be able to go to uh, the uh, Twitter feed at TSHNJ. We'll give you all the details in a moment. And vote for your favourite. We'll have a fairly elaborate uh, set of um, semi-finals and a final. And we'll play the winner just before four o'clock. But we kick off then with Mr Brazil on breakfast with quite possibly the ultimate good recovery. 6.30, we'll talk about that. OK, coming up next, sports broadcaster Bianca Wink, Westwood will join us. <laughs> so close, Al. It was really. So close. Sam Metaface now with news of a surprise inclusion in the Chelsea midfield. Abbott's looked to be fouled on the halfway line as Chelsea brought it clear. And now Callum Hudson-Odoi and Abraham link in midfield before getting it oh, back to right. Zuma. Hope he doesn't go to the theatre tonight. Yeah, not playing in that stovepipe hat. The uh, and very, of course, very, uh, very topical that one today. Ram Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, this is a guest on our show, John Bullock of Falmouth Rugby Club, telling us about one of their legendary players, Dick Jacket. Fantastic. What we're going to do is have a, a replica shirt made up, you know, and uh, we've got some historic pictures of dick yeah we did point out uh, don't send us any john don't send us any uh, of those pictures of dick because people could get the wrong idea certainly on social media couldn't they, they could, yeah. Yeah, yeah. here's lisa o'sullivan being very insulting to adrian durham okay let's uh, catch up with the french open tennis with lisa o'sullivan cheeky little drop shot he's been called worse hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yes. let's be honest <laughs> now this is mark saggers with one of these uh, epic pre-match uh, intros brought to you in association with a letter H. As we focus, though, on the Hammers, who hammered the opposition last week. What's going to happen against Leicester City? It's live. What's the time? Who knows? Half past seven. You're <laughs> right, Mark. And finally, Andy. Yes, it's back to Big Allen, looking ahead to a big UFC event. The main event is the hotly anticipated lightweight world title class between... It's old Khabib against uh, Gomadov um, and just... What's it? Um, <laughs> Justin <laughs> Gaethje or something? Listen, Khabib.com. Dot com. Yeah, Khabib's fighting himself. Dot com. Yeah, he did give up. So what did we like then? Did we like Alan's great recovery? Did we like uh, Sam Matterface in the presidential race? Uh, did we like uh, the pictures of Dick? Did we like uh, the insult to Adrian Durham? Was it Mark Saggers with H? Uh, or was it BigAllen.com? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. As promised, here's the winner of the Clips of the Month for October. Thanks to everybody who voted. It was a, an all, it was a Brazil final, and uh, they often make the final, didn't they? And uh, But this was the winner. It was a great recovery from uh, Alan Brazil on breakfast. 6.30, we'll talk about that. OK, coming up next, sports broadcaster Bianca Wink. Westwood will join us. 
Very close. That was close. Yeah, thanks everybody who voted. 65% of the vote, that was uh, the winner. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again. Tim Vickery and all the regular Wednesday nonsense. We'll have some old clips from back in 2007, no doubt, for you as well that we haven't heard for years. So we hope you can tune in. If not, the podcast will be available at about five o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.